0: If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's essentially the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need on one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your pod right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your pod on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple, and more. It's everything you need to make podcasts all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Let's Process This, the podcast about overcoming and processing trauma and turning that into creative treasure and life treasure. Because we are not defined by what happened to us, but we are defined by what we do with what happened to us. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider subscribing to it on iTunes or wherever you get your pods. Rate it. Leave a nice review. Share it with your friends. There's also a Patreon now. You can become a patron. Patreon? A p- Patreon. Become a patron at patreon.com melindahill or melindahill.com. Or write at anchor.com. Any of those places. You can support what's happening over here. You can support this message. You can keep it going. And we super appreciate you doing any or all of that. You can also, special announcement now, go to melindahill.com and order my new comedy special, Inappropriate or wherever you get your specials. It's out now everywhere as a special and an album. And, uh, if you would like to, um, write in, I would love to hear from you. You can write me at lptpod at gmail.com. That's lptpod at gmail.com. Um, I don't check it every day, but I do love hearing from you guys. And I'd love to invite you to come uh, to my Instagram. It's at Instagram, IG, at RealMelindaHill, where I am doing a daily uh, live check-in every day around 8 or 9 a.m. ish. And I am going to be uh, offering some some, uh, Melness Moments. Some mornings with Melinda, action where we'll chat. People can write in. We'll visit. We'll have a hot caffeinated beverage. We'll laugh. Um, we'll cry. Actually, we probably won't cry. That's not. That's not really my brand. I'm going for, but um, I am offering wellness moments, and that is where wellness meets motivation to help you be a little more relaxed and at ease in this moment to moment journey that we're all in during this pandemic. So meet me on Instagram live at Real Melinda Hill every morning and uh, check out my comedy special and thanks for listening to the podcast where I feel so honored to get to chat with the most wonderful people, who I'm just so happy to know and uh, to have the time to check in with. So thanks for all your support. Let's do this. Our first guest, you may have seen her. You may have seen her in countless TV shows and movies. She's an icon. You've seen her on 24, Night School, and honestly, her Instagram stories of her walking her dog are epic. It's Marilyn Reisco. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yes. And the star of this evening, the person who's incredible economy special you just watched, let's hear it for Melinda Hill.
1: Yes. And I'll right over to them now. Thank you guys so much. I've been Leah Lamar.
0: Thank you, Leah. Thank you, Leah.
1: Thank you, Thank you Melinda. Oh my god.
0: Hi. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Very
1: Lynn. I mean I knew you had done the work we don't talk every day but when you took that turn at the end and you started addressing it girl it was really powerful really thank you yes.
0: you mean the ad- which which addressing
1: well I don't remember the exact you started like just putting it in there and addressing it and then by the end you were full-on talking about healing just like talking about going to therapy and then it was like funny funny and then you just had that moment where you were like yeah this is um up. about healing like there wasn't a joke like you just I don't remember the exact sentences but you said you talked about it and then you just let it sit there and we're like I'm not making a joke right now and then you addressed it again at the end that that was the beginning of a conversation and um it's really important and also you're hilarious and gorgeous I mean the whole way through but the fact that you also talked about that directly without feeling like I gotta be silly now it is so powerful and I think you were addressing it anyway within your material but then the fact that you straight up were um talking about that I'm trying to remember the exact moment Um, it was really amazing.
0: Thank you so much. I mean, I knew it was going to be
1: funny and I knew it was going to be smart and I knew and I hadn't really seen you in a, in a while. And I always enjoy, like, I love how long the text messaging went on for like, (laughs) you know, like if your special had, if it had just been romantic encounters gone wrong, that's already like you know we won you won the audience won but the fact that you went into all that stuff and really got in there and talked about it so eloquently and with confidence um was is really exciting so so you you, you you've done it all and you directed it
0: yeah dude
1: what the hell
0: busy beaver over here
1: well yeah. You do you Then you have to sit with the editor. Is that hard?
0: Oh, it's the worst. Have yeah. you ever sat in editing? It's the absolute worst. I mean, I am not a fan. Some people love to edit their own stuff. And for me, oh, I've it's, it's, no. I, I much preferred, you know, to write. I'll, I love to write. I love to perform. And I'd love if someone would just send me a cut, like put it all together and send yeah. me a cut. And then I could tweak well, it. Well,
1: congratulations for doing that. It's really amazing. Thank you so much. That means
0: so much to me because I, I did, I did, I do think if the special had been made a few years ago, it would just be romantic encounters, which are, you know, those are always entertaining to watch, but I did want, you know, because it was made this year and I know more as a person, I did want to talk about healing because I'm also seeing like a lot of comedy and people, people in comedy and people in power using comedy for, for harm or for yeah. Um, And I wanted to definitely be like, what can I do to keep a conversation going about healing and solution?
1: It's really exciting. And one of one of the, one of the through lines, I like how it's like someone, what, how did you put it? I, I didn't know that I, the uh, near death experience like wasn't, scary enough like there, there's a through line of like just people and th- like the guy at the border in London of like uh, just people being shitty and they probably don't even realize they're doing it you know and right. so it also speaks to like how we interact with each other and our patterns of the things that we do um yeah ab- absolutely oh, sorry go ahead I guess, but some of some of the ways, uh, like you're so good at recounting that and like painting that picture, that some of the ways I imagine that people don't know they're doing it, and then like, then you also have the example of just like a shitty person, like the guy with the bat wings and the cunt and everything. <laughs> it's just like, that's just fun. That's just fun stuff. That's just a good time right there.
0: Right. Well, I think like you know, it's it's a it's, I think like when you, when you don't love yourself, all the people kind of are reflections of that in your world, people and circumstances. And when you start to like love yourself, it's so simple and cliche, but all the people around you suddenly seem better, but they're, they're really just mirroring how you feel about yourself. Also, I'm really sensitive. So things really bother me. I don't know. How, how do you get a lot of characters the same way from like sensitivity or like, what's your experience with that?
1: Um, well, right this moment, I'm actually writing, of course, like how, how, how you do when, when you do stand up, I'm writing stuff that's happening to me right now. I'm writing a book, but I, I actually, uh, you know, I'm like recently divorced. So I started going on like a few first dates my son remember my son he's in the other room. but he but uh i'm immediately writing about them but it is it, it when you sit down to write and it's your version of the story you get to see what your um what your pattern is and what you're blaming on them rightfully so because that guy was like i mean it's fun to hear it's hard to hear i mean you know i like stuff like that but it, it, it's it's hard, but it is also hilarious and I think totally, I think relatable when you're like, why, why, why am I still, I can't stop texting this guy.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's the part as a comedian, right? You could leave that part out and be like, oh, just what a jerk. And then to leave the yeah. part in where it's like, wait, I have a part in this. I can't stop yes.
1: engaging. And I love that. That's such a strong position, but it is. It's not like usually with comedy, you you just have to take that strong negative or positive view or or mostly like here's what I think about this. Right. Because if you're in a comedy club and you have to like beat people down with like the broadest, most black and white view. So I think that's that's another thing is you do such a, a beautiful job at standing in that and painting a picture that's not just like this broad stroke and still being hilarious. Um, Thank you.
0: Are you writing about your dating experiences right now? Are you seeing a pattern? Cause you because you all I feel like we're so similar in the sense that we both like write about stuff from our lives. We're not yeah. playing a persona per se. Yeah. Might maybe a heightened version of ourselves, but we're we're using a lot of things that are from life. So like are you doing that with your dating experiences?
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I do, it's not that I have a double personality, but I I think I genuinely am like open to the experience. And then I'll go home and I'll wake up and be like, what the fuck was that? But if you saw me in the experience, I'm like, oh, okay. And then like later I'm like, that was a red flag. That was this, that was that. I mean, I guess I'm doing better than I would in the past because that red flag would be like, you know, a two to six year relationship. But now it's like, um, I'm realizing that first, that first dates can be, should be like, texting and then phone calls and then zooms before you even meet them in person although i like to get the material just put myself through a weird experience how many first dates have you had
0: i don't even know so many
1: and have, how many times would you say you did the thing where you get up and go to the bathroom and then you leave
0: i mean that's like i gotta be an extreme i mean okay i don't even remember one time i did have to leave And I turned that incident into an episode of Romantic Encounters. And that Dana Gould ended up playing that guy. (laughs) But he was just so out of his mind. He was like yelling at the waiter and like the guy next to us had an accent and he was like trying to make him feel better about yelling at the waiter because it was like a quiet restaurant. It was Figaro. It was really quiet in that little red room. Uh, In and he was just like yelling at the waiter. And then the guy next to us was trying to make him feel better. And he was like, "Uh, I was just saying Americans should be more passionate. And then the guy was like, (laughs) oh, what are you saying? Your accent is too thick and I can't understand you. (laughs) And he just, it went, it got worse from there. And so I did just kind of take my wine and leave.
1: Have you ever walked, have you ever walked out? I wish, no. I think that's pretty baller. I think Uh, when
0: you, like when you're texting also, there's so many opportunities for misunderstanding and people are busy. Oh God, Like I wouldn't have that story about Toy Story 5, which by the way is a fictional name. Um, It's not his real name. Uh, I wouldn't even have that story if I had stopped texting, picked up the phone or like been like, oh, this is clearly, someone who's not well and just not responded.
1: But, but now you have that text. Do you, could you text him right now if you wanted to?
0: No, I have no idea who this person is.
1: It just is gone.
0: Yeah, that was years ago. but yeah um I did get I did get interested in like I don't know like, you know like if you're always having the same experience it's like you're the common denominator it's like what can we change here and then yeah. I, I and are are all those
1: quotes from the therapist real
0: um they are but they're not all from a therapist so they're all from um, all different places but like i put them all into one person and
1: fantastic also i don't really helpful. have a and therapist. true and helpful
0: Thank you. Yeah, I thought that was the most, that's the stuff I was most excited about. And it's the newest stuff. But it was like brand new. When we shot the special, I had written that like a week before. So oh, I knew, that's great. I'd never that's really great. done
1: uh, that. brave to do that. Good job. Thank you. Um, so when did you shoot the special? So it was like
0: a year. Uh, it was like May 2019. And uh, yeah, I just started stringing all my material together. And then I was like, Wait, what's the point of this and then i realized the points about healing it's about solution And so i was looking at the trauma of society as like societal trauma why people uh if they don't heal their trauma they keep recreating it all the me too stuff like people doing all this stuff it's like is that familial trauma passed down is that what and then i was like oh it's about healing um and then i like was looking at all my dating stuff and i was like this is a pattern of non-healing and then i was yeah. like what's the solution and then i was like oh the solution is like when i found out there's a thing called love avoidance and you're just like looking that you're not like this person who keeps meeting unavailable people like you actually if you're doing that you're seeking them out because you don't really want to be with someone available i was like mind blown so then i kind of found i felt like that was like a pivotal part in the show
1: i just in the book that i'm writing i wrote this passage about a guy who the table his coffee table was so big and thick that there was no room but we're, we were sitting on his couch but there was no room for like my leg to fit in there but i just went on on it it was like this tiny moment but i went on at length and then concluded with like you don't want someone to sit next to you on the couch like, i physically cannot get my body in there and i just like brought my legs up on the couch <laughs> You've designed this. You say you want to have someone sitting there, but you don't, you've made it impossible.
0: Well, that's the truth is like really looking at like if you're saying something, like what's really the truth, right? Like what's the true thing? And that's what like, but you, I feel like you have no issue with commitment. You were with someone like 10 years, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was, Let's talk about you. Let's talk about you directing yourself, outfit on point. Uh,
0: uh, oh, in the in the thing, I'm so glad you like that outfit. It's a sparkle
1: jumpsuit. <laughs> how was your who did you work with to put this together? If you're directing yourself, how do you do that?
0: Um. So, I started. I really didn't know how 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 it was going to happen. I wanted to make it to other companies. Oh, Where did you film it? We filmed it at a little theater in the complex uh, down the street off of in Hollywood, off of Santa Monica Boulevard. um it's called Oh, my Ribs. And it's great. It's only like two miles from my house. So I knew were I- were you
1: nervous doing it because you seemed very relaxed and effortless. You just were ready, and you just did it.
0: I was super ready because I was running it so much. And I would have – I was doing a million spots all over town. And then I would have every night at 6, I would throw it on Facebook. I'm going to run my whole show at my house tonight at 6. I got the idea from Maria Bamford because she was like, don't spend a bunch of time promoting like a theater run. Then you're just going to be promoting. Just like – remember when we did that one at Lyric and (laughs) like it was – it's just you said all this time promoting anyway. So I was like, I just did that it. Doesn't my, matter. Yeah. yeah. I just did my um, I just did it every night at six and like five people would come over, 10 people, and I would run the whole hour for them. And then I would just be like, What do you guys what resonates with you? And so it was kind of like an ongoing conversation of like what people were enjoying. And then I would just keep moving it around from there. We set a shoot date and that really helped. When I set the shoot date, then it was happening. And then we only had like two weeks till the shoot date. So I had to scramble. I was doing like three shows a night and then we just shot it.
1: Three shows. Are you doing the whole hour or you're doing You're sometimes you're just doing like spots that you wanted to work out or you're always doing the long show.
0: I was just doing spots, 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 spots. And then uh, I would run it at night at, at 6 p.m. So I do my six. I'd run it for an hour, and then I'd go out and do my several spots in one night to isolate the newer chunks, and then I'd move it around, um, and then we shot it. So yeah, I was nervous, um, and I really needed coffee. Someone was gonna get a, co- a coffee and like didn't, and um, on the second one, I still hadn't had the coffee, and the second show was pretty unusable. We did two shows in one night. Dude, that's rough. Dude, it was so rough. And then I wasn't gonna direct it myself. I was gonna maybe That's some
1: head Warrior head. stuff.
0: What which part? Performing without coffee or directing it?
1: All of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was some Warriors. I mean, it was some Warrior stuff. It was. I mean, it's a, it's amazing it came together.
1: I mean there are actors. I'm not saying it's me. No, I'm saying like if you're on a set, sometimes you only have to do like two lines. I'm saying like it takes a lot to perform. I know that's like, and to have all of the hats on that you had on and then you can't even get a little help up in there. I know that complex. There's like a liquor store right there, but there's not really any coffee, really. There's, there's
0: not a Starbucks. <laughs> Um, no, look, a lot of people, you know, made this come together and, um, and, and
1: you made it come together. You did it. Thank
0: you. It was great. It's great that it came together. It's it's miraculous that anything comes together. It's so much work as you know. And yeah, it's like too many hats. It's a lot of hats.
1: Like you did two shows for the taping
0: each two or three nights or we did one night, we did two shows in one night. And then we just taped them both. And we primarily used the first show. The second show is pretty unusable. There's about one chunk. There's like the backcracker guy chunk from the second show. That's the only thing we used. How many cameras did you have? Three. Nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I would say like, this was kind of like a film school for me. Like I learned so much on this one and I feel like the next one would be much easier, um, to do because I learned as far
1: as like directing and having three cameras, you must've like just had a plan and trusted the people that were shooting because then once you're performing, you're just performing. So you kind of had to pre know what you wanted to do. Right.
0: Well, I wanted to um I wanted to do have a plan. And the the, the day of um didn't quite pan out like that. Uh you know, I worked with two producers, and one producer um, hired the crew. He hired the whole crew, so they just were there. They had their cameras, and then my friend Beth Dewey edited it, and she did a really great job. Um, so, th- th- there were just so many things that I would do different uh, that I would do that I now know that I didn't.
1: Yeah. So, what's the actual running time? Did you cut stuff out, or is it, or is it pretty true to?
0: I think we used we there's one whole a couple chunks we didn't use. And it turned out to be, I guess, yeah, when I was taping it was about an hour and a half, okay, about an hour twenty. and we ended up it's a pretty perfect hour. I also was envisioning that we would tape little vignettes um of the various things like the magic show and the strip club and the like some of the more physical stuff, the flight attendant, we were going to do those as little separate funny vignettes. But ultimately, like when we had an hour of stand-up, we're like, what are we even going to? And we're going to do some weird, you know, those intros are kind of like so 90s now, like where people, you know.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I love how it just starts. That's so great. Thank you. And you're hooked right into it. Um, What year did you stop drinking?
0: like eight years ago.
1: <laughs> and you love you love it, right?
0: Um, I love feeling good, um, so I, I just like having a clear head. And um, yes, I like it better.
1: Are you still addicted to adrenaline and chaos?
0: Hmm.
1: What have you replaced that
0: with? I think it's lost some luster for me. I'm not so interested in it. (laughs) (laughs) What have I replaced? I mean, I'm a big meditator. Um, Oh, yeah. I love love healthy food. I love cooking. I'm pretty boring, really. I love my cat. Um, A lot of that stuff, I think, is just looking for connection. And I have so much connection in my life now. Like, I have spiritual connection i have great people in my life i have like great friends so i don't know i i don't i don't really need to look for connection and, like outside of myself i already have like peace i don't know what's your what's your relationship with it
1: this is about you melinda <laughs> are you still going on first dates <laughs> Do you
0: still go on first date? I would love to go on a first date. I haven't really during. Um, I did go on one last week. Okay. Are you okay? Yeah. I yeah. I went on one last week. I went to um, this great restaurant. I hadn't been to a restaurant in COVID, except like the beach. But we went to this great yeah. place for Mediterranean food.
1: Were you nervous? Were you COVID nervous?
0: No, because they all had masks and oh, they all yeah. had the stuff and I had my stuff and, um, it was great.
1: It was nice to go out. Um, actually, it actually
0: was a large patio.
1: I don't know how to act that out with the stool. How intentional that's so brilliant. Uh, when you bring that back and you can't act out your stuff with the stool, how intentionally planned out was that and how did that come to you to uh, I mean, I can imagine thinking that the guy, because the guy, guys use that as a dick. But how did you then connect it to your self? Like, I don't, I can't do that with this story. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, um, what happened was, I was seeing, uh, I saw a guy, um, hum- you know, humping the stool, and. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen some of that. Have you seen some of of that? Of course. Of course I have. It's very common in stand-up for people who who don't see a lot of stuff. Of course I have. You'll see people, you know, humping the stool, using the stool as their dick. And I just, I don't know, it just really struck me. And then I just thought, I I don't remember when it occurred to me, that's trauma. (laughs) That's just trauma and that you have to have this bravado and you have to look like you're like this womanizer. And um, and then uh, I, I don't remember, I, I think, oh, I was doing a joke writing group with like Maria Bamford and like uh, a few ladies. And I think we only met like once or twice, but they suggested like, why don't you make something really specific and, you know, as the third thing for yourself. and. I came up with that weird Glendale Galleria thing. So good. (laughs) Which was so specific because not everyone's gonna know what the Glendale Galleria is. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Such a great metaphor for like men and women as well. Like, I don't know, mine's like on the inside. All my stuff is on the inside and it's really subtle and I'm really sensitive. So I don't know about it uh act that out with
0: the yeah. stool. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I love that too um uh and then the stool that they ended up getting at that place was that little tiny uh blue stool in the uh but I don't know if everyone will know uh what that is outside of comedy. Do you?
1: Oh, sure. Well, of course. Guys fucking stools, you know. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Oh, and then the year of the wedding. That's, I I just love how you poke a hole in the romantic fantasy. But you know, what's interesting is like, I don't see you as like, you don't come across as like, I'm ruling it out. You know what I mean? But you're also just like, it's the year of the wedding. Like, it's like so ridiculous. And so just like this ideal this made up ideal so uh I love that good work and um you're great
0: (laughs) thanks Mary Lynn well I'm so grateful that you're here tonight because we did start comedy together and I've seen so many of your shows and I remember we did that show together where was that UCB
1: oh yeah that was really fun
0: a lot of those stories like originate, some of these stories in this originated there.
1: I remember. Oh, that was grief. so
0: much fun. We would do our tequila shots before the show.
1: Yeah. Did we do before or after? Before? That's pretty bold. I think
0: we did some tequila shots before. Yeah, like just enough before. Just one, like one or two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I. I I just love you and thank you for being here and I'm I'm really honored that you're here and I'm really glad you. You're amazing. Good work,
1: Linda Hill. Everybody, thank you.